You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. Initially, it is kind of a to-do or, oh, I messed up or that kind of thing, where the longer we walk with him and know him, he he's never condemning us. It's his kindness that leads us. So it's really him just saying, I have a better way. Come this way. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. We are continuing our series on incorruptible love, looking at the book of Ephesians, and I am joined by two amazing guests and friends. First, we're joined by Lead Pastor Jose Abroa. Jose, thanks for being here. Taylor. And we are joined by Prayer Pastor Rhonda Patterson. Rhonda, thanks for being here. Good morning, Taylor. It's good to be here. Always. Prayer Pastor. Amazing, (laughs) amazing, both of y'all. Okay, so we are continuing our series, and Jose will give you the first word as we jump in starting in chapter four and then even just looking into chapter five as well this week. Yeah, so we're looking at incorruptible living. We're getting really, really practical, which is good for the Conversations podcast because that's that's what we like, right? Very, very practical. Um, He speaks to these nine behaviors, but what really stood out to me was the way that he is forming his his exhortation here. So he starts by talking about the unity of the church. That was last week and the mm-hmm. place that we have. So in my mind, it's almost like he's saying, hey, come come in, gather together as, as believers, and, and then make sure that that's a safe place. Make sure that you all know, um, you know what your assignment is. Make sure that we have this culture of humility uh, so that we can speak to one another, bearing with one another peace. And, and now he's speaking to our practice behaviors that we live out in our lives. So again, so important for us to see these not as responsibilities, uh, as if God was grading us, but God's already given us that 100%. He's called us mm-hmm. as sons, and we should see these behaviors as uh, responsibilities. We have the ability to do this because of the spirit that lives inside of us. Yeah, I'd love to just jump on that even before we begin. And Rhonda, get your thoughts on that too, as far as just the difference, because we'll get into some of these and it can quickly seem like it's got twos or even just just like behavioral management instead of just that that ability for us to respond. So how have you seen that significant in your life and just even that mentality and that mindset? Right. I think that's a, a shift that happens in our walk with the Lord over time, where initially it's the it is kind of a to-do or oh I messed up or that kind of thing that, you know, what we want to do away with where the longer we walk with him and know him, he he's never condemning us. It's his kindness that leads us. To, so it's 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 really him just saying, "I have a better way. Mm-hmm. Come this way." Mm-hmm. And so embracing that, then when he when you feel conviction, it's mm-hmm. gentle. Yes, so. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's really good here. And let's jump in here. One mm-hmm. of the first things that uh, Paul mentions in this passage and Jose that you picked on was just this concept that uh, when we encounter Jesus and the love of Jesus, we are not the same. And just this idea of we're taking off the old and putting on the new. And uh, again, there's, there's very practical ways that he gets into that. But just even that first concept, this idea of, of really life transformation, receiving that. Uh, I think about two kind of camps that may hear that one that thinks there's really no way that like God 
God can transform or there's, you know, the, the, the uh, old is so uh, solid and yeah. rock solid. And I, maybe, maybe they've tried different things to become new and just mm-hmm. haven't felt that. So I'd love to maybe get y'all's thoughts on speaking to that. And then maybe for the person who is a believer, who's maybe walking with the Lord for a while and it just doesn't feel new anymore, that they've, they've maybe reverted back to their old ways or maybe they, um, they still just don't see that significant change. I'd love to hear both of y'all's thoughts speaking to those two, two camps. How long do we have? I mean, <laughs> not only to, to uh, get the answers, but come up with the answers because we can talk about this mm-hmm. for hours and hours depending on where people are going, uh, going through, what season, you know, what your season looks like, what your relationships look like. The first thing that comes to mind hearing you ask that question, Taylor, is it's not up to you. It's just not up to us to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about behavior modification. We have to remember that this is God, God's work in us and mm-hmm. through us and for us. So once we step out of the driver's seat when it comes to behavior, you know, okay, let's look at these personal behaviors. Okay, I need to take off this. I need to put on that. If, if we start, you know, getting in the driver's seat when we really belong in the back seat, mm-hmm. um, that's when we can come to areas of our life or seasons of our life where we just don't see that change that we want to see. Um, I think about addiction, for example. Uh, you can be struggling with addiction and um, you know, once you go to rehab, that's, that's a great step. And some come out of rehab and are free for, forever, even without Jesus. I mean, that's how powerful living in the light is, recognizing that you have a problem, which is the first step in any 12-step program uh, coming out of that denial. Uh, but then for, for others, it, it is a continual you know, relapse after relapse. There's still hope because what Jesus Christ has done for us is finished. So I think that's what I would say is focus on the finished work on the cross and the finished work of the empty tomb that we're about to celebrate here in a few months on Easter. The more we focus on what Jesus has done, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the more strength we have, the greater our faith grows and and the less attention we, you know, have on on ourselves or on, on, on our shortcomings. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know if y'all have been watching any of the Olympics, but yes. um, the I'll, I'll probably butcher the names, but there was the snowboarding um, pair, yeah. uh, Bumgardner uh-huh. and J- Jacoby, or something, the mixed yeah, pair. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he was 40 uh-huh. and she's 36. They were the oldest, you know, to win, and they won the gold. Oh, no. It was his first gold you know, and I don't know, that's just been on my heart. I'm older. And so just that um, not giving up on so your dream. And and so like for them, it was staying focused on the goal for them and for him, you know, and for her. And so um, I think the goal is Jesus. The goal's not stopping doing this or that or what. The goal is him. And so if our eyes are fixed on him, then he transforms that and we can trust his timing in it. So where, where there's an area of dispeace in your life for a particular issue that you're having, you know, struggles overcoming, it's, it's staying focused on that finished work of the cross and what he did and his love and kindness for us in it to me that we will reach it. We will reach that goal mm-hmm. of Him, mm-hmm. transforming that aspect of our life. And so never give up. 
That's that's so good. There's so many components to that, and we yeah. even look at this list of uh, Jose. You mentioned kind of nine that uh, kind of just behaviors or mm-hmm. principles that Paul lays out here. And so, whether it's lying, anger, stealing, gossip, independence, revenge, lust, greed, drunkenness, and uh, just how that that new culture kind of that we talked about even starting last mm-hmm. week, just how important that is. And again, each one of these could be a whole message in of itself <laughs> and a whole podcast episode. But uh, I like there were so many kind of common themes throughout all of these. And one of the things you said, Jose, was just the significance of um, just kind of being honest about where we're mm-hmm. at and just not only honest with others, but even just with ourselves and just that's something that is is so crucial. How does that play in? Because again, all of these things can be different. And yet I feel like that truth that you brought up yesterday, Jose, just kind of resonates throughout all of these as far as, as we seek to, to, to get rid of the old way and putting on the new. Yeah. I shared the story with my brother. Um, when he called me out, he was leaving my house after spending mm-hmm. some time with me and, and it, it had hit him when I said it and it was a day or two before. So he had you know, it had kept mm-hmm. it had kept bugging him, and so that's why he shared it with me. Was that he saw that incompatibility with uh, with all of that, and so when I heard that again, my nature wanted to respond and say, oh, "All right, buddy, who do you who do you think you are to call me out?" But I'm grateful that it was a word from his heart, mm-hmm. and it was a word of conviction from God mm-hmm. because. Uh, it it hit it hit my heart, so that made me stop. And I think that's the that's the key. There is God sees and knows everything, anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, from the beginning, the first question that the Father asked Adam and Eve after they sinned was, "Where are you?" So that that's God's heart. He is looking for us. He is seeking relationship out with His creation. And so when we realize that we have nothing to hide because he knows all anyways, then it's really our choice. Are we willing to go there and say, yeah, you know, what I told my brother, man, thank you. And that's Mm -hmm. really the type of relationship I want to have with my brother. Mm -hmm. Vice versa. I, Mm -hmm. you know, speak truth in his life. And and that was an example of him speaking truth in my life. So um, it is difficult to be self-aware at all times, but I think that's the goal here is to be aware of how we're doing and uh, and then recognizing that God knows everything anyway. So mm-hmm. there's no need to hide. Yeah, the Lord tells us to look at ourselves with sober judgment, you know, and so um, allowing Him into those places that we would, you know, we don't even necessarily think about or think of ourselves. That. I love the way your brother did it because mm-hmm. he just said, it's not a good look on you. Yeah. In other words, he's reminding you what your look really That's is. Right. That's right. And that that was really cool to me. Yeah. Instead of condemning you or anything, he just called you back up, you know, and so... That's and, great to yeah, have that. There, there's so much there with my brother, man. We need maybe we need to get him on the podcast because yeah. I've used him enough for illustrations. Um, but I, I am grateful that we're able to have that relationship. And the reality is, is we haven't always had that close mm-hmm. relationship. That's yeah. been something that we have really fought for here in the last few years. Uh, we've been intentional about calling one another and, and being in each other's lives and not judging because we live completely different lives. Right. Um, but that's been that's been yeah a rich relationship in my life. Anyway, enough about him. Yes, <laughs> no, that's that's good. So I think about if someone's like me, maybe look at this list and let's say they are being honest and they say, okay, there's maybe one or two or three of these that that I need to work on. What would be some what would be encouragement to them as far as how to practically do that? When we talk about uh, getting rid of the old and putting on the new, 
what does that actually look like? Like as far as like just on a practical, like in yeah. y'all's lives, how do you go about this? I mean, I know to bring up a churchy word, sanctification is a lifelong process. So it's like, this yeah. is not uh, yeah. to be perfected by any means, but just looking at some of these, um, kind of how, how should one take the approach of, of kind of taking off the, the old and putting on the new? That's what I hope this, I'm looking at the slides on the CCC guide. And um, when I made the takeoff put on slide with all these nine, mm-hmm. uh, it helped me when I did that. Um, you know, I'm, I saved it. And so now I can see, all right, when I tend to burst in anger, man, I, what is what does that process look like for you? What does that process look like for me to actually uproot the source of that and then find peace? So he gives us the antidote right then and there. So he gives us what he expects. He expects peace instead of anger. He expects encouragement instead of gossip. He expects mm-hmm. forgiveness instead of revenge. So I think in a very practical way, making steps towards that Rhonda, what you said, don't don't give up. Mm-hmm. You know, think of uh, of the verse that says, uh, "Don't grow weary of doing good." Mm-hmm. So keep on exercising these behaviors, and that does mean putting effort. We're not doing it to earn anything. We're doing it because God already put all the effort through mm-hmm. sending Jesus. Um, but in our lives, and not but, and in our lives, taking that next step of putting on that. Um, attribute, that behavior, and exhibiting it in in a relationship, even when you don't feel it, I think honors God and Mm -hmm. ultimately brings about what you were talking about, this churchy word, sanctification, which really means becoming more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. So behaviors sometimes actually help us change our hearts and our minds, and that's how we see change holistically throughout our lives. We see our behaviors change. We see our way of thinking that's being transformed by the renewal of our minds. We see ourselves not being conformed to the uh, world, but being transformed, Mm -hmm. and um, that you know, we become more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think even just if you were able to be at or hear the message yesterday is to, is to look at that as a starting point maybe for you. Don't just assume I'm not a liar. Mm-hmm. No one likes to be called that or thought of like that. Probably anyone would yeah. tell you I'm not a liar, you know, but I think it would start with, okay, we walk away from this yesterday and say, okay, God, show me, show me my heart mm-hmm. if there's any offensive way. Is is there is there areas, um, like I said, you know, you may not think of yourself as a liar, but if you give the Lord permission to show you times where you, we would call fudge the truth yeah. a little or something yeah, like that, he, he just, he helps us clean it up, you know, he helps us and convicts us because he loves us. And so it's giving him permission, things that we may not even be thinking about, um, stealing. Do you steal time from work? Do you log in your 40 hours when you're not giving that? Do you take office items from from the office to use at home without permit, you know, just little things, but God will show you, hey, yeah, that's not my way. I have a better way. And so to me, it starts with giving him that access and permission in those areas. And the anger issue to me is like, what? where's the root? Why did that just come out of me? You know, Lord, why, why am I feeling that anxiousness and anger about something. So yeah. giving him permission to reveal it 
Yeah. And he's this is the word of God. So he's giving us the whole thing. He's not pulling he back is. anything. He's yeah. not saying, hey, this week, <laughs> right. get yeah. all of these in order. This is a no. lifetime where we are processing he nudges it. you. One of the things that stood out to me the most was uh, the drunkenness and the worship. He talks about not being um, drunk with wine but being filled with the spirit. Mm-hmm. So that is a that is a deep you know, word for us because if you think about the reason why uh, a lot of people consume alcohol, it's to get away. Mm-hmm. It's to ignore the pain. It's it's to cope in some way because of reality, you know, mm-hmm. relationship, circumstance, job, whatever. And and so God's antidote, God's solution is I have given you my spirit. Mm -hmm. Be filled with my spirit. And then he gives us an incredibly practical step. Sing. Worship. Worship. Mm -hmm. We have a great worship team that puts out resources on social media. And uh, we have good radio stations. What's what's, uh, Air One, 97.1, that puts worship out, you know? Is it 97.1? 97.7, thanks. And we have Spotify playlists that our communications team has put out. And I mean, there's just so many great resources that we have today. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, it was just humming a good tune and you know maybe, maybe singing right. along. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know. I just think God is so awesome and he loves us anyway. So he's not expecting perfection. Mm-hmm. He's giving us an opportunity to show the world his power mm-hmm. through the transformative work that we go through mm-hmm. as uh, we take off the old and put on the new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my favorite parts about this series so far is uh, reading and hearing passages that are familiar. And I'm like, oh yeah, but then we're going through it in order. So we're going through it in the way he's written. So seeing the context of the letter that he's written to the church in Ephesus. And so I'd love to just kind of uh, end by just asking y'all kind of as we zoom out here and just think about what we've just talked about, this idea of putting off the old, putting on the new and uh, living, you know, the, the ultimate goal to live more like Christ. And yet it comes in this, right in this middle ground between, we just talked about the three chapters about God's love for us and the mm-hmm. incorruptible love for us. And then, um, you know, a little spoiler alert, we're going to start talking about uh, families and marriage and, yeah. and just how we relate to others. So there's this kind of like middle ground here in chapters four and five. And so I'd love to kind of get y'all's perspective on on that as far as, you know, I wish we get completely in the mind of Paul as he wrote this, but why do you think it's significant that he puts it here and just even brings it up in the letter to begin with before he starts to go into even more specifics and relationships in our life? Yeah, I, I don't know. I I, <laughs> I, I I think I do know this though, that Paul loved this church. He loved these people. He knew them. He had spent time, a couple years with them. And God is using one man's love for his church as an example through his word. It's alive and active for us 2,000 years later. And that's what's amazing is that God uses something small in really, really big ways. And and if I were to connect that to something that you said, Rhonda, about these nine, just what's that next step for you? Mm -hmm. Start small. Don't make it, watch it grow big in the long run. Um, But don't give Mm -hmm. up. Don't allow the overwhelming task of being completely transformed mm-hmm. and being like Jesus or, or, or you know, dependence versus dependence or uh, lust versus love stop you from taking that first step. And a lot of that is what we talked about last week. We're not in this alone. We have this community of believers that are imperfect. And so maybe it is finally saying yes to a community group or an abide group or 
showing up to PMT on Monday nights. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what I see, a very personal letter. And uh, here we're seeing God's amazing mm -hmm. masterpiece, you know, his living word alive in us yeah. 2,000 years later. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it's not an either or, you know, it's it's a both and. So he's working on us. He's transforming us as we're looking outward and our focus is on others. And and so he he's we can't give what we don't have. And so he's transforming and taking off the old stuff away as we're giving him that permission to. And yet I don't feel like he really wants us focused on that so much. It's it's giving him permission but not dwelling on it. We're 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 looking outward to the world around us. And so um I I feel like just saying to some if there's someone that is struggling in shame or guilt over an issue or issues that they that have weighted them down, you are valuable. Yes. In ministry, yes. to others, your yes. story is important, yes. and it's important right where you are. It doesn't have to be polished and cleaned up, and it, it, it starts today. And so um, it's welcome him into those places, trusting him, his process in it for you, and, and then looking outward. And so... That's yeah. it. And next, yeah. next week, we'll start this... Um, two weeks when we'll talk about three weeks, marriage, parenting, workplace, and then we're finishing out with the armor of God. So I can't wait to see what God continues to show us as we go through the book of Ephesians. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time. Bye.